Welcome to Talking Element, Never Read a Bible Verse edition. And if you were around Element a couple weeks ago, Jason was leading music and he gave a really great testimony kind of about his life and how he went through redemption. I'm going to break protocol on the benediction and tell you a quick story. Um, I had the opportunity to go through redemption groups a couple months ago. And um, I, I went into it really struggling with my mental health. Um, struggling with anxiety and depression, um, with a lot of feelings of unworthiness and feeling like I didn't fit in this world. Um, not that I was suicidal or anything dangerous, but I just felt a lot of anxiety and depression. And um, I. I I've been a believer for many years now, and it's, it was weird for me to feel like I could search the scriptures for an answer for what, that, for what was going on in my heart and in my mind. Um, and it wasn't until really diving deep into the scriptures in their wholeness, in their completeness, that all of those stories of redemption started to point to the same place, and that was Jesus. And um, I really felt whole seeing that hope and knowing that maybe there's not a piece here or a piece there or a platitude that I could paste onto a whiteboard or on my mirror while I get ready in the morning that makes me feel like rainbows and butterflies because that's not it it's not there but when you read it in, te in, in context when you read it as a whole Jesus is everywhere and he's pointing to himself and I pray that for us as a church I pray that for us as a community, that, that we would really read the scripture and see who Jesus is and see what he's doing in our lives. And if you feel that heaviness in your heart, that unworthiness, that feeling that you're not right, maybe there's no magic words for you, but Jesus is there. After he did that, we got a question and it says, how do you know how to read the Bible to help you through mental health when you feel like you don't fit in this world and you don't belong and can't just pull verses essentially out of context? What do you do? And so we had the great idea that I would kind of bring Jason in and talk to Jason about it. And I, just the precursor, we are not therapists. No. <laughs> we, we, we have no letters after our names that that talk about therapy or anything like that nope and this is just uh two guys talking i think about instead of not pulling verses out of context but where maybe the scripture can lead us and see if that could help any of you i think it's like i said on sunday in a lot of time in the church mental health issues have been kind of pushed to the side and if you love jesus then you act like everything's okay and nothing ever bothers you and that's not the case because throughout the scriptures you really do see a lot of people having a lot of mental anguish and in the church we want to overlook that i think so let's start with you you want to recap your story and kind of what oh boy uh i don't know if we have enough time i agree with you 100 percent that in the church we do feel like we need to like have our lives together my story i will say when i first showed up at element um I was having the worst year of my life. I was going through a divorce um, and I had lost my company that I had owned for uh, almost 10 years. Um, and I actually um, showed up at Element because I didn't fit in at my last church. I, I felt 
rejected. Um, and I, I left, I wasn't forced out. Um, and I met with the pastors and I discussed the issue with them. Um, and we couldn't really reconcile that issue. You have somebody in the church who's hurting, um, who does music ministry, loves music, serves the church, but you are, you're going to pull them out of that because it doesn't fit the narrative. Um, I had a big problem with that. Um, and, and, and there's quite a difference between something happening to you versus you being actively involved in a sin. Right. Because that, that wasn't the case. That wasn't, yeah. It, it, yeah. Right, exactly. We're, we're just going to go clean slate on, on everything. Um, and then I walk into Element um, about seven years ago now. And uh, I, I got the invite uh, after a few months at Element to go through redemption groups. It was maybe about a year in. And um, it was eye-opening to me to stop looking at my life introspectively to stop seeing my own suffering as like, what am, what am I doing? What was me? But to look at it to say, okay, what is God doing? And where is my identity in all of this? So rather than you being the center of your story, Christ becomes the center of your story. Right, exactly. To look at forgiveness um, from a, 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 they owe me. They, 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 they wronged me and they owe me to a, I have wronged Jesus so much my whole life, and I owe him, and, and, and I'm called to forgive as he forgave me. That's not an automatic thing. I don't want anyone to think that that's like, I wake up every day and everyone's forgiven and everything's wonderful. <laughs> it's, I, I, I try to explain it. You don't live like that? Right. <laughs> Sometimes like you realize like you're breathing automatically, your heart is beating automatically, your hair is growing automatically, your nails are growing automatically. And some people you can forgive automatically. You, you wake up and you've, you've completely let it go. It's water under the bridge. And sometimes there are things that you have to do manually with your body, that you have to wash your face, you have to put on your sh socks and your shoes, you have to take care of yourself, um, you have to feed yourself. Um, and there, there's forgiveness like that too, where it's, it's a button you have to push, it's a, it's a conscious choice you have to make every day to forgive somebody. Um, and it's, you know, it's still hard. It's, it's hard years later to, to think about somebody that's hurt you or wronged you and to go, okay, I'm going to make the choice to forgive them today. So that is kind of your big takeaway the first time you went through redemption. Mm -hmm. So you fast forward six years or so, and you have a lot going on mm -hmm. again. Yeah. After getting married again, I went through hell. I, I don't know how else to say it. It was a very hard marriage. I, I, I um, it, it, it nearly broke me. And honestly, it's been two and a half years since I've been out of that marriage, since I've, I, I chose to walk away. Mm. And I'm still, I, I, so I've been out as long as I was in, and I'm still not healed from it. And I was, that was plenty angry and resentful mm -hmm. and and took my little bits of revenge where I could mm -hmm. um, I mean I was certainly not perfect in the marriage at all I, I, I don't think anyone is in their marriage but that's where that's where forgiveness and reciprocation comes in yeah the music leaders pray at the end of the thing and and you've got to like encourage people to come in to worship and you're just not feeling it at all yeah what I what I found is that I really had to compartmentalize my life mm. 
um, and that that I had to decide that when I was at work, I was 100% at work. Mm. Um, and then when I was at church, I was 100% at church. And when I was at home, I was 100% just trying to hold it together. Mm. There was some of that where I did feel like not, not necessarily a fraud because I was compartmentalizing. Um, I don't think I ever really faked it to say like, oh, I'm, everything's perfect, you know, but um, at least not with the people that I knew, but certainly like in the broad spectrum where people bump into you and go, how's your week going? I go, wonderful. <laughs> it wasn't wonderful, I promise. <laughs> it really wasn't. Do you, do you feel like in the midst of that, like you are the only one who feels this way? Like no one has been in the situation I am that feels like I do right now. I'm all alone in the midst of this. When I meet somebody who's suffering or, or going through a hard time or, or going through a divorce, it's like, oh, we can, we can talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually pulled me aside on Sunday and asked for prayer. And I'm not on the prayer team, but they were just like, <laughs> I can't find the prayer team. And I was like, I'll pray for you. <laughs> um, and so it was just one of those things where we walked around the building and we prayed. The exact mental health issue that, that plagued my ex uh, plagued her son's ex. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we definitely got to empathize and, and really connect, um, I would say on a spiritual level, because we understood that suffering mm-hmm. um, and, and understood where, where we stood in Christ in that moment that, that we had to forgive. So going into redemption, for me, it was like, okay, this is my second divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, like that scarlet letter just got a little more red um, <laughs> that I already had one and now I'm going through another. I really isolated myself from the church and I was able to live in my isolated world for many months. I don't know if that was good for me or bad for me. I think it was a bit of both mm-hmm. um, because I think being back together as a church was good for me. Going into redemption and feeling that that level of isolation. I felt like one of the things that I really needed to do was um, is get that sense of belonging or, or identity back because I didn't really know where I fit or where I was because, I mean, I had all these problems happen and then the world shut down. <laughs> and so it was just like, all right, well, a year later, we kind of started getting back together and I didn't really feel like I really reconciled that with anything. So you're going to redemption, and what is going through your head at that point about, you know, because you were talking about your mental health in that. So what are all the things that are that are going through when you when you stepped into it? It's 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 easy for me to think, okay, well, I should have the answers. I should I should be the one that should help somebody in my situation. Mm-hmm. So I should easily be able to find something in the scriptures or something that would encourage a believer to feel better. Um, and so here we go. Never read a Bible verse. Let's so find me the verse. So find, so find me, me the verse, right? So, so Mike Harmon, uh, actually spoke up one night and, and I, he speaks up a lot, actually. He's very wise, <laughs> but, um, he, he said to somebody else in the group, you know, you're, there's no magic platitude. There's no, the, the, the Bible is, is, is good, but you're not, gonna, you're not gonna be able to find one bit or one piece that's gonna fix it. You have to look at it as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really struck me. Um, and I went home and prayed about that. I prayed about that that whole week before the next session um, and thought, okay, well, I'm gonna think about that, that the, scripture as a whole, redemption as a whole, what does that really look like? 
and I and I came to the same conclusion that that you spoke about that Sunday, and and you said that the Bible all points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like you you read these bits and pieces, and maybe you're not going to get what you want out of that particular piece or that particular piece or that particular piece, but but all of those reference back to who God is and who Jesus is and what He is doing in this world. So Romans 8, 28, uh, God works all things for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Uh, one of the ones I'm going to deal with in the Never Read Developer series is where it says, do not be anxious about anything. And you look at a verse, don't, don't be anxious. All things work together for good. Okay, I guess I, I just won't be anxious. That doesn't help. Right. And I, I think that, you know, we're talking about as, as the Bible as a whole you know, what do we do? We don't just take that verse. We, we look to the whole point of the scripture, who is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, when someone asks, you know, I, if I can't just look at a Bible verse, well, it's not that you can't look at a Bible verse. It's good to read Bible verses. <laughs> we should be looking at those. Right. But it's also understanding the whole thing in context. It's a book that isn't technically even about us. Mm-hmm. It's about our redemption, surely, but it's about Jesus and what he did. And I think too often we come at it trying to make it about us. And that's when we start to get all out of whack. And I think a lot of churches do that. They spend a lot of time pointing at, this is how this is for you. Here's the five points to make your life better. Rather than, here's the five points to steer us to look at who Jesus is. Right. And when we stare at Jesus, it resets our focus. Yeah. So what would be your advice to someone in your situations? Um, honestly, reading, reading Exodus, going through redemption groups was huge. You see God moving in people's suffering. You see God acting, you see God acting on behalf mm-hmm. of, of his people in a good way. Um, you see God doing miraculous things, and you see um, people griping the whole way. Mm-hmm. Well, that is so who we are. Yeah. That is so who we are, especially when we don't understand. And, and, and quite often we don't. Who, who understands what God is doing through a pandemic? Who understands what, what God is doing um, in, our, in, our, in our political situation, in, in our divided culture? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, mm-hmm. but God does. And, and he's doing all those things for good. Sometimes, yeah, we don't see that until... It's retrospect. Yeah, as we look back. Right. You look at the pieces of history that became something whole and you can see what God was doing, but right. it's hard in the moment. Yeah. My, my, my best advice is, is get to know Jesus intimately um, and, and, and have your hope in him. Mm-hmm. And because all the scriptures point to him. Mm-hmm. And so even if the scripture you're reading in particular, you don't think it's helping you keep reading. Mm-hmm. If you need therapy and you need to get help, don't feel like you can't, like you will be judged in any way, like somehow God thinks it's wrong to get therapy and, and help. Uh, but some good questions to maybe ask would be, what do you spend your time thinking about? You know, what, what, do you, what does your heart and mind obsess upon? Because many times it is the problems we face, the next thing we're going through, rather than the redemptive work of Christ. And I think in, if we take some of the time that we do where we worry so much and actually steer our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers to Christ and thinking about what He did, that will also give us a different perspective on what we're going through. 
you don't have to be like everybody else. You be who God is leading you to be, which is an image bearer of Him, focused on the gospel, not upon yourself, and really lifting up Christ in, in all that we say and do. And part of that you know, lifting up Christ could be getting help to see who God is leading you to be in the midst of your own struggle. Yeah? Yeah. So thanks for joining us. We, we hope this helped. If not, sorry. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah.